home. It's where you're supposed to feel the safest. But what happens when your home is turned into a house of horrors? Stranger in the House is a true crime podcast that investigates stories of home invasions, murderous spouses, and all manner of heinous acts committed in the one place you should feel safest. We look at crimes that will make you want to lock your doors and pay close attention to the ones you live with. It will make you ask the questions, what is a stranger? And is there one in my house right now? Listen to Stranger in the House on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music, and Google Podcasts now. New episodes every Thursday. Hi, and welcome to The Watts Family Murders, Unraveling the Tragedy. My name is Jay from Jay is for Justice podcast, and I am your host of the audio-only podcast on air with Jay is for Justice. In today's episode, we'll be exploring the lives of Chris and Shanann more extensively, revealing details that I'm eager to share with my audience. This information is sourced from the book called The Perfect Father, and it was written by John Glatt. As we spoke about in a previous episode, Shanann was born in Passaic, New Jersey. And when she was still little, they moved from Passaic to Clifton, New Jersey, where she attended elementary school. In 1999, when Shanann was 14, the family then moved to Aberdeen, North Carolina. They state this is because Shanann's father, Frank, needed more job prospects. He started his own home improvement business, and his wife worked in a hair salon. Shanann started her freshman year at Pinecrest High School, where she enrolled in the theater class with Mr. Matt Francis. We heard from Mr. Francis in episode one when he was on the Ashley Banfield show on HLN back then. But Mr. Francis at the time was a 25-year-old drama teacher And the kids that took drama with him really got into the class. Everybody participated, and he really influenced these kids. In that class, he had about 40 kids. And Shanann was very shy. Matt Francis is quoted as saying, She was with a group of people that were much more outgoing than she was. But she also realized that they cared about her. So I think she started to really thrive. No pun intended, right, Matt? Shanann loved the drama class and soon found that she liked working behind the scenes, working on props and setting up the stage. Over time, she and her teacher became close. After school, Shanann was often in his office venting and confiding in him about her horrible home life. She told him that her parents were going through a divorce. Although we now know that divorce never happened because Shanann's parents are still together. She did confide in Mr. Francis and told him that she didn't get a lot of attention from her dad and he felt that she was really desiring that attention. He felt that the emotions were very raw due to this bitter divorce. Her friend Colby 
also stated that she knew Shanann was having issues at home. And she stated, quote, she spent a lot of time at my house. I'll put it to you that way. However, her friend also stated that she was absent from school a lot. She just stated that she was having medical problems. Despite all of that, the next year, in her sophomore year, she was very integrated into her drama class. She was running everything backstage. In her sophomore year, she was a huge help to Mr. Francis. And he thinks that she viewed the drama class and the drama group and the friends that she made as kind of a safe haven. She spent a lot of time working on the sets into the late hours. She also spent her junior year in Mr. Francis's class where she was managing stage productions. She also spent her time in the summer working part-time at a pizzeria in Pinehurst. But all during her junior year, she was spending so much time in Matt Francis's office that the school principal intervened. And what he did was he sent her to a more qualified guidance counselor. But she still continued her friendship with Mr. Francis. And Mr. Francis explains that by saying, quote, she just trusted me and could tell that I really did care. She didn't trust the guidance counselors, so I just listened a lot. In her senior year, Matt Francis left Pinecrest High School. And the reason was to get married at that time. Shanann was a senior, and she was 18 years old. She wrote him a letter saying that she would never forget him. And here's a quote from that letter via Matt Francis. Quote, you have been like a father figure to me, even more than my own father. Also, in her senior year, Shanann began dating Leonard King. We talked about Leonard King in a previous episode, but there's more details that came out in John Glatt's book that I wanted to share. Leonard and Shanann were already engaged when Shanann graduated high school. Leonard King was also a Pinecrest High School student. After they graduated, they married. Shanann then started college, and Leonard joined the Army. And the reason he joined the Army was as a means to ultimately go to law school. She dropped out of college and got a job selling pagers and cell phones. Shanann is quoted as later on saying that she never completed college. She was in a bad relationship and quit college to take care of her husband so he could go to law school. She also said, I believe people are placed in our life for a reason. And I also believe people are placed in our life for a reason. And I remember when I went through um, something major in my life, I, you know, good relationship, um, gone bad. And uh, I remember coming out feeling the weakest I've ever felt in my life. Like I was no good. I wasn't good enough. Um, my insecurities got deeper, stronger, um, and I felt like I was not worthy of anything. And I remember a friend, and I'm going to give her a shout out because um, I met her through a job, um, Amber Matthews, and or that's what her name, yeah, Amber Matthews now. Um, was her name was Amber Matthews? Sorry, Amber. So 
sorry Chad but we were not we're not close like super close right now but we're still friends and when we met um, I remember she took me for my first pedicure um, she took me to buy clothes we were going clothes shopping and I was putting on uh, shirts that were two times bigger than what I did I needed and she was like um that is way too big for you I'm like no it's not it's perfect and she's like no Shanann it doesn't and she helped me regain confidence that I didn't know I even had um she helped me find me and you know through that I've met so many people in my life that um have helped me through all of that helped me build my confidence helped me you just have to Within a few years, Shanann became the manager of a cell phone store, and this was in Fayetteville. It was owned by Hisham Bedwan. So she met Hisham in 2006. And for the next few years, she worked for him. And then eventually, she became the bookkeeper and office manager. Dirty South Customs had two locations, one in Fayetteville and one in Charlotte, North Carolina. She managed both stores at the time, and she was given the use of a custom Cadillac Escalade. Leonard King would state later that after she started managing the Dirty South Custom Stores, that she just stopped coming home at night. She wouldn't tell him where she was, and he stated he wanted to do counseling, but she wasn't very interested in saving the marriage. So the next year, in 2007, they divorced, and Shanann moved on to Charlotte, North Carolina. And there she signed up for a psychology class. She's also quoted at that time, speaking about the breakup and divorce, as saying, quote, I went through a real awful divorce, and that relationship took a lot from me. It literally took everything I had to start financially all over. So Shanann's come a long way in two years from being divorced and having to financially start all over because in 2009, she signed the mortgage for $309,000 on a big house in Charlotte, North Carolina. But I remember when um, I was single for a long time and my goal was to buy a house. I was tired of paying someone else's mortgage because, you know, that's what you do when you rent. And I wanted to buy a house. And I wanted to buy a house that I could resell um, one day and make a profit off of. And so I worked and worked and worked and worked. I lost a lot of friends because um, a lot of my friends were still young. We were still young. And I was 25 years old when I built my first house. Um, my family doesn't come from money. Uh, we always worked hard for what we had. And I did. I bought my first house at 25 years old. And that was the biggest accomplishment I felt I've ever done because I did it by myself. I did it by working my tail off. <laughs> she worked her tail off all right and was able to build a 4,000 square foot, 12 room home that had four bedrooms and four bathrooms. It also had a balcony with views of the lake, a nice sunroom, a custom-made kitchen, and Shanann decorated this house with brand-new, top-of-the-line furniture. When asked 
Her brother Frankie later estimated that she was earning almost half a million dollars a year. And here is a quote from Frankie. She was very wealthy. She was doing very good. And she was very business savvy. She was pretty, but she could talk the talk and walk the walk. But soon after moving into her four-bedroom home on Peninsula Drive, Shanann fell ill, stating her hair started falling out, and she lost 20 pounds in one month, going from a size 6 to a size 1. I was feeling extremely terrible, she said, to the point that I did not want to get out of bed for days. Once Chris and Shanann went public with their relationship, and this happened to be on November 25th of 2010, she posted a photograph of her and Chris on Instagram and titled it, My Baby. A few days later, they had a cookout, and they invited both sets of parents and Chris's sister, Jamie. According to Chris's mother, Cindy, it was not a success. She said that Shanann's brother and dad were very, very nice. But Sandy was very outspoken, and she didn't feel very comfortable around her. Shanann was the first girlfriend that Cindy Watts had ever met. Cindy and Jamie both wondered how she could afford to live such a lavish lifestyle. So apparently, there was a little friction between the two, the two parents, or shall I say, the two mothers, from that first day. Sandy Rusek is quoted as saying, They were floored when they saw her house. Shanann was a hard worker and wanted to eventually sell and make a profit. She comes from a family of contractors. After they got through eating at that first barbecue, Shanann and Chris took their dads and sister Jamie on a tour of the home, mistakenly leaving their mothers alone on the back porch. Sandy recalled a conversation between her and Cindy. She stated that Cindy leaned over to her and said, Shanann was married before? And Sandy piped back, yes, just like your daughter was. Sandy went on to say, I knew she was going to be a thorn in the marriage. So every time we had cookouts, his mom and sister were quite distant. We weren't accepted. They made that known. Shanann and Chris's first Christmas together was spent at the Rusek house. And this would be the first year that Chris would not spend the holidays with his family. And they missed him. Shanann and Chris also rang in the New Year's together, also with Shanann's parents and brother Frankie. This was documented in photos on Instagram. This caption read, Our first New Year's together. Meanwhile, back at 1000 Peninsula Drive, Chris had moved in with Shanann, and every day he drove his 2006 Ford Mustang to his job at Mooresville Ford. And now at this time, 
Shanann was working part-time at the Dirty South Customs and was also running her own photography business. But that brings us into another chapter of the Watts Lives. So we're going to end this episode there. And in the next episode, we're going to learn more about a couple that was very close to Chris and Shanann and was pivotal in their move to Colorado. Thank you for listening and make sure to check out On Air with JS for Justice podcast on Apple, Spotify, and any podcast player. <laughs>